It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures today to open up God's Word and study with all of our listeners another time. We're so thankful that you're there, and we're thankful for your desire to want to learn God's Word more fully, more deeply, more completely. And that's really, to a great extent, what Search the Scriptures is all about. We want to dig deep into God's Word. We want to examine those rich teachings and try to dig out those truths that are there waiting for us that have come from the throne room of heaven, from God himself. The Apostle Paul said that all scripture is given by inspiration of God, meaning that it is God's very word and that all of that is there for our learning, for our benefit, for our instruction, for our guidance, and sometimes for our correction and even rebuke, but all of it for our good to guide us in the best life that we can live in this world and with the greatest hope in the greatest direction. And of course, that direction is toward heaven and that hope is eternal life. We appreciate so much. In fact, we're so thankful to have this opportunity to study with you each day on Search the Scriptures. And we pray that as we do so, your knowledge of God's Word is growing and that as a result, your faith is getting deeper and stronger. Faith, after all, comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, and that should happen for you. And as that does happen, we pray that you're coming closer and closer to the point where you're going to make that decision to come to God His way for forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. That is our prayer for you. Dennis Stackhouse, good to be back with you as we continue our study today, brother. Thank you, Gary. I am certainly blessed to be with you on the program today. This is a wonderful time and opportunity to get into God's Word, to study in depth, and to try to present some of the truth and the guidance that God has given us in His Word in a way that our listeners will be able to understand and then make application of in their own personal lives. And really for all of us, that's exactly what we should be doing with God's Word. It's not designed to give us ammunition, so to speak, to think, well, this person should be doing that and my brother over here should be doing this. The idea is each of us is to look into God's word on an individual basis and then to make an application in our life. We're to be the ones who are guided and instructed through the things that God has recorded. And how blessed we are, as you mentioned, Gary, that this word is inspired by God himself, as Paul said. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. We can open up the Bible and be absolutely confident and sure that what we're reading has come to us from God himself. Amen. And that really ought to comfort us tremendously. It really should. Because there's so much uncertainty in this world today. Mm -hmm. There is. Oh, there is. And mm. people... And I guess it's always been that way, basically, since Eden, at least. Mm -hmm. And people, they just, they wander around, sort of, you know, mm -hmm. thinking, well, what should I do? What can I do? What's mm -hmm. going to happen? Yes. What's it going to be like 10 years from now? Yes. People have concern about what things are going to be like when their children start to grow up. Right. And their grandkids. Mm -hmm. Well, there are some things that we can be absolutely sure of. And one of those things, Dennis, is we can be sure about our salvation mm -hmm. if we will follow those teachings from God's Word. 
That's exactly right. Uh, the scriptures plainly tell us that we can be sure of that salvation, and they give us the way where we can come to salvation in Jesus Christ. Absolutely right. And John writes in, in uh, uh, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13, I write these things to those who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life or everlasting life mm -hmm. and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. That's right. Now, by believing there, he doesn't mean just intellectual agreement. No. But he's talking about believing to the point of obeying and living for. Absolutely. Our faith needs to be active. Active and obedient. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, we're talking about some sure things in this particular line of study. We're making that point that there are some things that we can be absolutely sure of. Mm -hmm. Now, that's important to us because, as we said, we want to be sure about mm -hmm. things. We do. That's why we take out all kinds of insurance policies, mm -hmm. health insurance and life insurance and car insurance and homeowner's insurance and, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, disability insurance, and it goes on and on and on. Yes, it does. Now, we also try to set things up for later in life by taking out pension plans and taking part in Social Security. We make investments, we buy annuities, 401ks, and all kinds of other investments. Yeah, and again, it's to try and firm up or be certain that we're going to have enough income or available funds to live comfortably if we have the opportunity to retire. Yes. Now you said if we have the opportunity to retire. <laughs> yeah, I, I always put that condition in there anymore. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, not everybody is able to retire. No, they're at not. At least when they hoped they would be able to. Exactly. And that's one of those uncertainties in this mm -hmm. life. It is. But, you know, in spite of all our precautions and our hedging, we still tend to be uncertain about things mm -hmm. and even skeptical about some things. Well, we do. And, you know, I think if we go back even as few as 10 to 15 years and we look at some of the, I guess, downturns that we've seen on the financial side of things, that just fuels our uncertainty. Yes. You know, I remember hearing my, my parents talk about how when they had lived through the Great Depression, literally, yes. they said, you know, nobody had any money. Mm -hmm. Now, they literally lived through that as young adults starting to raise their children. And they said nobody had any money. Mm -hmm. and they said now, and they were talking about, oh, 20 or 30 years ago, probably more like 30 years ago. They said now people have more money than they've ever had, but it's not worth anything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, that was something of an exaggeration. But I remember talking to another fellow. Uh, another gospel preacher mm -hmm. many years ago, uh, way back in the 70s. And, and of course, that's probably earlier than some of our listeners really have good recollection of. Mm -hmm. But I remember him saying that he was relating how he and his wife in earlier years had scrimped and saved, trying to put away money for their retirement years. And then in the 70s, we went through a period of tremendous inflation, mm -hmm. tremendous inflation. And he said, now 
we've, we've, we've got all that money that we scrimped and saved to put away and try to build some security. He says, and now it's not worth nearly what it was when we scrimped and saved. Yeah, that's right. That's the uncertainty of life mm -hmm. in this world. It is. Now, we can think of all kinds of other examples. Somebody who is living their lives evidently in good health, strong, mm -hmm. with lots of hope for the future, mm -hmm. and then one day they're either the victim of an accident, perhaps, or they suddenly are diagnosed with some catastrophic illness and their life is turned completely upside down. Well, that happens on a regular basis. Yes, and seemingly just almost at the drop of a hat. Yes. Although in many cases it takes more than the drop of the hat, but it just becomes evident yes. all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Well, that, again, is part of life in this world. It is. But there are some sure things. There are indeed. There are some things of which we can be absolutely certain. Mm -hmm. Now, these things we're talking about, to a great extent, are things that probably a lot of us wish were not sure things. You're right about that. The first one we looked at in our last program was, we can be sure that our sins will find us out. Right. Moses warned two of the tribes of Israel mm -hmm. just before they were ready to cross the Jordan River and begin to possess and conquer the promised land mm -hmm. that if they did not follow through with their promise to do what they had promised to do in helping the rest of the tribes conquer that land and receive it as their inheritance, then Moses said, you've sinned against the Lord mm -hmm. if you don't follow through and be sure your sins will find you out. That's right. That truth, that principle is just as valid today. It certainly is. There is nothing that any of us can do to escape God's notice. We cannot hide from him. There is nothing we do even in secret of which God is not already aware. Psalm 139 verses one through 12 points that out in rather uh, in rather particular detail, doesn't it? Specific yes, certainly. detail. Certainly does, yes. And in Psalm 90 in verses 7 and 8, the psalmist tells us that even our secret sins are laid bare before God. That's correct. And in Hebrews 4 in verse 13, that whatever we do, our sinfulness is laid naked before mm -hmm. God. Yes, the writer there tells us no creature is hidden from his sight. None. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10 assures us that we shall all appear before the judgment seat of Christ mm -hmm. and give account of the things done in this body, in this life, in this world, whether good or bad. That's right. Now let's look at another sure thing. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment. Well, again, one of those sure things that a lot of people would wish was not so sure. Mm -hmm. You can be sure that unless the Lord comes again first, you're going to die physically. That's, right. That's exactly right. Doesn't matter how many advances medical science makes, doesn't matter how many reports we read or hear that indicate that we're right on the verge of some kind of miracle cure for some dreaded disease mm -hmm. or condition. Mm -hmm. You're going to die physically. We all will. 
unless the Lord comes again first. Right. You can be sure of it. Mm -hmm. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 17, we read the beginning of that certainty. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. God was warning the first man and the first woman. Here, I've got you in this garden. I prepared it for you. You can live here. You can do well here. Mm -hmm. You can eat of the fruit of the trees of this garden, mm -hmm. except for one. Right. There's one that's forbidden. Mm -hmm. You're prohibited from eating the fruit of that tree, mm -hmm. the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Yes. And it's interesting, as far as we can tell from the scriptural account, Gary, that was the only prohibition that God had placed on man at that point. None other is listed. No. And they broke that one. They did. Knowingly and willfully. Yes. In, Gen in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 19, what happens? In the, sweat of, excuse me, in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. You shall return to the dust. Mm -hmm. A descriptive way of saying, you're going to die mm. physically. Yes, it is. Now, how intriguing it is, Dennis, that until they had eaten of that fruit, of which God had forbidden them to eat, mm -hmm. they had the prospect of living forever in this world. I think that's correct. As far Again, as far as we can tell from the scriptural account, they evidently had access to what was called the tree of life. Yes. And as long as they had continued access to that tree mm -hmm. to be able to eat the fruit of it, mm -hmm. then their lives, their physical lives would be sustained. Right. Ongoing, mm -hmm. without end. Yes. Part of the punishment for their sin was that God removed them from the garden and access to the tree of life. That's correct. Our readers can read that account in the third chapter of Genesis. Mm -hmm. And having been removed from access to the fruit of that tree, then physical death became certain. Yes, it did. But of course, that should not have surprised them because God warned them Back in chapter 2 and verse 17, you don't eat of this other tree, mm -hmm. the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You eat of it, you're going to die. That's right. Now, some people might say, well, well, they, didn't, they weren't struck dead. God didn't keep his promise or follow his warning there. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, no, they began to start to decay or start mm -hmm. to, you know, mm -hmm. lose their longevity at that moment because God did remove them from that tree, the tree mm -hmm. of life. Yes. And, you know, there may be a number of reasons why they continued to live as long as they did. But I should think primary among them was so that the earth could be populated. You know, God did allow them to live a lengthy period of time, according to what we're familiar with today. But as you go through the scriptural account from that point forward, you find man's lifespan beginning to decline and decline until we come to the point that God said, 
man's going to live 70 years. Yes. If he's strong, maybe 80, but 70 years, on average, that's going to be it. Yes. The result of sin. Yes. Now, one way that they did experience immediate death was the spiritual death that results from sin. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the curse as well that God placed upon them and upon the earth because of that sin. Yes. You can read about that in, in, in some detail in, in Romans chapter 5. Mm -hmm. But in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, Paul says the wages of sin is death. Same thing that God said in Genesis 2.17. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. Sin brings about spiritual death, that is separation from God, mm -hmm. and we die physically because of sin yes. being the reality in the life of mankind. Exactly. That's the fact of the matter. It is. And so the point again is, unless the Lord comes again, first, we're all going to die. Mm -hmm. The wise man put it this way in Ecclesiastes chapter chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. Now he goes on in some detail there and lists a whole lot of things mm -hmm. that he says there's a time for this and there's a time for that and there's a time for that over there. But See, the point there in the first two verses is there's a time to live and there's a time to die. That's right. Death is a reality now. It is. Now, we go back to Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. We'd read just a moment ago. The Hebrews writer says there, it is appointed for man to die once. That's correct. It's appointed by God. Mm -hmm. We're going to die. We are. We're going to die unless the Lord comes again first. Now, if we drop down to verses 19 and 20 of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, what do we read there? For what happens to the sons of men also happens to animals. One thing befalls them. As one dies, so dies the other. Surely, they all have one breath. Man has no advantage over animals, for all is vanity. All go to one place. All are from the dust, and all return to the dust. Very similar to what we read in Genesis 3 and verse 19. Yes, it is. There, God is addressing the man and the woman particularly, and he says, you are from the dust or of the dust, and to the dust you shall return. Mm -hmm. Very vivid kind of language describing the decaying of the physical human body after it dies and is buried in the ground. Mm -hmm. Now, many of us have witnessed an occasion when perhaps we were walking through the woods or some wooded area and we came upon the carcass of a dead animal. Mm, right. Mm -hmm. Now, that animal, when it dies, it's fully formed, mm -hmm. just as we always would see it. But then after it dies and if it is left to the elements for a rel relatively short period of time, we most of us have seen how that body begins to decay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and fall apart. That's right. And ultimately it goes back to the soil. It does. Exactly as the scripture account lays mm -hmm. out and describes. That's right. And the wise man emphasized this again 
in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7, speaking about the time when man dies, he said, then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Ah, the spirit is that essence of, of spirituality that mm -hmm. God has instilled within mankind, not mm -hmm. in anything else, but in mankind. Mm -hmm. Now, that's what goes on. Yes. And we need to make sure that as we come to the realization that our soul continues into eternity, that we're ready to spend eternity with God. Absolutely right. Even though the body, physically speaking, is going to die, it is going to decay, it is going to return to the dust. The spirit is what we need to be mindful of. And as you said, make the appropriate preparations to meet God in eternity. Yes. And that means live in such a way that when we face the surety of death, that we will have the surety of everlasting life. Oh, yes. We can look forward to it with assurance. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. And if we cannot, it is nobody's fault but our own. That's right. God has laid it out for us. Mm -hmm. He has given us the instructions. He has given us the admonitions. If we don't pay heed, don't pay attention, don't make the proper preparations, don't live as he has instructed that we should to be able to be sure of eternity with him, then we have nobody to blame but ourselves. That's right. We're going to stop here, continue next time. We have talked about a couple of things of which we can be absolutely sure. One of those is that your sins will find you out. You need to be sure that you pay attention to that truth and that you come to God his way for forgiveness and salvation. We'd love to send you that free Bible study, and you can learn exactly how to do that. Not according to what we say, but according to what God's word says. And when you do that, then you can be sure that you'll be ready for the surety of death, physical death, and you can look forward to eternal life. Why not contact us and ask for that free study right now?